The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. That's right, Regina Doherty is with me, the Finnegate Senator and Mick Barry, the Socialist TD for Cork North Central for this week's edition of Common Ground, asking the question in advance of what has been billed by the Taoiseach as the childcare uh, budget. Is Ireland's childcare model broken beyond repair? Mick, do you think it is? I think Ireland's childcare model is severely uh, broken and I don't think you're going to uh, repair it unless you do uh, root and branch uh, surgery. So... What are the issues we're talking about here? Uh, We're talking about sky-high costs. We're talking about low pay, poverty pay for the workforce. We're talking about people who are locked out, who can't get their kids into childcare. And we're also talking about uh, poverty traps. So I'll start on the issue of costs. And maybe we can focus on some of the others later in the debate. Um, In Germany, uh, a household will pay uh, 1% of its net income uh, on childcare costs. In Austria, it's more than that. It's 3%. There are surveys which show that in Ireland, it's over 20%. Um, it's a cliche at this stage to say it's a second mortgage. Um, the majority of parents who uh, are both working, um, who put kids into childcare, uh, one of them will have to quit their job in order to be able to juggle uh, the arrangements. Um, yeah, there's free... Um, Preschool now, the ECCE, for what's it, three-year-olds to five-year-olds, but it's for three hours a day. That doesn't help with the juggling situation uh, either. Um, so It help, has helped with the costs. It has helped with the costs, but, you know, holding down a job, uh, even a part-time job, uh, and uh, managing the, the pickups and the arrangements uh, with three hours as opposed to the full day, uh, that is a real challenge. Uh, as you know, every parent who's been in that situation uh, will uh, will know. So I think I want to talk about the issues of low pay, and I want to talk about uh, the need for a free public childcare mm. system uh, in this country. But first and foremost, there the costs—it's it, crazy. Regina, um, I don't think you're going to kind of stand over the system and say it's perfect. But is Mick right that the costs are prohibitive? You know. You know the difficulty I have with Mick, and I'm I'm very fond of him um, as a person, uh, and even we agree lots of weeks here, week in and out. Every week we come in, everything is a disaster, everything is broken beyond repair, everything is just put it in the bin and forget about it. The childcare standards that we have in the country today and the early education that we have in the country today, which is completely and distinctly different to child minding are the most superior that we've ever had, ever. And yes, there are challenges and definitely tweaks that need to be made. And we saw, you know, a small fraction of our childcare providers and their parents that they provide services on behalf of outside Leinster House in an incredibly peaceful but, you know, effective protest last Wednesday. Of course, there are things that could be better. But that's why we started to address them over the last number of years. And so Mick is right, early education... Early intervention was introduced in 2010. We had the first children's minister, a senior cabinet minister in 2011 and thereafter ever since because of the seriousness of the deficits there before, you know, in in early childhood education, in education, in child minding, in poverty, all of the reasons why we need dedicated services and action for children. We have the best 
in the history of the state childminding services that we've ever had. Yes, it is expensive. Doesn't but that's say a why lot. we moved last year to reduce the cost by 25% for parents. And that's why we more than likely will next Tuesday reduce it by a further 25%. Addressing the issues that Mick said is that families are hard pressed. In a lot of cases, mammies, and it's mostly mammies, have to give up work because they can't afford a childcare. We're trying to address that. But at the same time, by improving the standards, by improving the support to the childcare providers, the NCS, changes have been made radically in the last number of years. Will they tell you it's enough? No, of course they won't. Okay. And in particular, what we need to do is to look at so, and respond to those childcare providers that we had outside Leinster House last Wednesday, the smaller ones. But because of the increase in governance, because of you know the hiring of the educational standards and offerings, that governance for some of our very small and rural offerings is too much. And we need to recognise that and change and tweak well, the system so, so this to allow them to of, keep providing. Uh, turn into kind of make kind of on the offence and you on the defence. Then I'll let you, Regina, uh, uh, deal with the issue of pay within the sector first before we come to Mick yeah, so on it. Over the last number of years, what we've had is an attempt to try and have a minimum pay wage agreement. The same as we've had in many other sectors across the unions. And we've had the early start campaign that was started by our unions that I actually fully support. And it is being very effective. Will it ever be high enough for Mick? No, it won't. But more importantly for me, it needs to be satisfactory to allow a career path for people that we expect now to be educated to level six, level eight or level seven. And in some cases, level eight to be able to provide that early uh, education to the standard and the level that we expect. They need to be paid properly. They need to be paid the same as we would expect people with degrees in the teaching force, people with degrees in the university sector. And we're going to get to that by negotiation with the unions over the next couple of years. The problem is though, and I genuinely mean this, we have these drastic conversations that everything is broken, everything is rubbish, Ireland is a kip. Absolutely untrue. There are challenges that an open, thriving economy has with you know a highly educated workforce that the state needs to deal with. But this this, this mantra that everything is rubbish needs to stop because it's okay. disingenuous to the people that provide the services. It really is. We're not there yet, but we're getting there. I think Bertie O'Hearn's uh, tagline was going into one election. Yeah, uh, well, let, let's let's not go off on a tangent here and let's look at some of the facts. So, um, pay for childcare workers. Pay can be as low as uh, a basic rate of €12.60 Euro and 60 cent an hour. Is it any surprise uh, when... SIP2 surveyed uh, the workplace, uh, the workforce, and found 40% uh, looking to leave to get out of the sector. Um, they found that the average um, staff turnaround in a given childcare facility uh, is 19%. So you've got five workers, one is gone uh, by the end of uh, the year. Uh, the workforce have been undervalued um, in significant measure, in my opinion, because they're uh, women workers, uh, female workers. They should be among the most highly valued uh, workers in the state uh, with wages that uh, at least go some way towards reflecting uh, that. And, you know, Regina says, well, you know, we're never going to have a wage for childcare workers that Mick will be satisfied uh, with. Well, leave Mick out of the equation, right? Let's talk about what childcare workers will be satisfied with and what the union that they've chosen to represent them, SIP2, uh, would be satisfied with. Mm. Um the offer is was on the table of thirteen sixty five. That was the the offer that uh, childcare providers and the government were putting forward. The government saying yes, thirteen sixty five. That's the figure that we think is appropriate at this stage. The childcare workers and their union have said no. It ain't enough. That undervalues us, and they're absolutely right. So you're on the wrong side of the fence here, Regina. You're on the wrong side of the argument. What you are proposing, 
childcare workers are saying that's an insult and we're not going to accept it. And I'd back them 100% on so that. The one thing that I know when there's a dispute, uh, particularly around wages and conditions, with any section of society, if it's the state agencies and the civil servants and public servants that work in that, or indeed, here we're talking about the private sector, we always end up finding a resolution. There's always, you know, industrial relations, bargaining, and you sit at the side of the table and I sit on the other side of the table, and we end up finding a resolution. And I've no doubt, because of the tenacity of SIP2, that we will. And it probably will be higher than the 1360 that Mick talks about. And that's fine because that's what they deserve. And we will get to a scenario where we have a career path and we'll be able to see the pay scales that somebody who's currently service or you know studying for a level six or seven or level eight will know what they can expect mm. for the first 10, 15, 20 years of their career. And that is as it should be. But that's because we established the state. It didn't magically happen. That's because the state established the NCS. And it was specifically designed to allow for rapid changes to supports, for subsidies, for, you know, con- contributions into that system or into that sector to support it. And so you look now at the core funding that's available um, for sustainable increases um, in the non or in the total cost base. For the first time ever in the last number of years, we introduced a management fee to allow and recognise the people that own those businesses, those entrepreneurs that established such childcare premises in most of our towns and villages. And when Mick Mick states that they're not highly valued, I can speak from having four children who were reared in the home from home crash around the corner from my house which was highly valued by me and my mm. husband because it wouldn't, have allowed, me. Parents, it wouldn't have allowed state. me to be able to continue the career that I value as well as obviously having the input of my kids. But the core funding that's actually been introduced by the state for management fees excuse me, for uh, governance issues to make sure that we can address the high standards of education that we expect the people in this industry to have. And yes, could it be more? Of course yeah, it could be more. But, but it doesn't mean it's broken. Mick? Okay, so you go back to the start. We're, we're meant to be debating the model. Yeah. And the model is, as Regina says correctly, it's, it's a privatised model. It's based on private provision uh, with a significant state subsidy in relation to that. But... The, the state subsidy, let's have a look at this. UNICEF say that a country should spend 1% of its gross domestic product on childcare. Some countries come close to 1.5%. Where is Ireland at? 0.5%. It's less than half of the recommended uh, level. So 0.3 only a couple of years ago. It's, it's gone up a bit. It it's, it's knocking on the you, door. Would you acknowledge that, that there has been some progress? I mean, the, the core funding model people give out about bureaucracy, ECCE. Yes, I think the pressure hours. from par- I think that. the pressure from parents and I think the pressure from from workers has put pressure on the government to 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 make some changes. But the point is, they don't go nearly far enough, and they don't address the issue of a privatized model, which is just not going to deliver. Uh, briefly, I just want to briefly say on this. Right, if you were to have a state provision mm. of childcare, uh, you could have all the fees paid by the state. You could bring wages up to a minimum. I would go further than this, but you know, I'm using it as an example of a, a 15 euro an hour, and you you could increase the number of places radically for less than a billion euro. Now, in a situation where we're talking about potentially, okay, it might turn out to be quite this, 65 billion surplus over four years, uh, a government with a bit of vision, let alone a socialist government, would say, here's an opportunity to change the model and to have public provision. Recurring spending. 
So I'm not sure uh, the economists uh, would agree with you, but maybe make you disagree with those economists. But yeah. anyway, I, Regina. You know, and I, and I say this sincerely. Yeah, I mean, in um, fairness to Mick now, it, he's not the only person who would suggest that uh, it, it is that private childcare provision model, actually, that's the problem. When you look at Nordic countries. So that's where I'm going to disagree with you, because when my children were small, if what you offered me, as opposed to the small, very homely environment around the corner in my child's community, is an institution where there was two or three hundred children, you know, in, in classrooms, exactly the same as we expected them to go in there were three or four I wouldn't I don't think that would have been attractive to me if it was free maybe we'd be having a different conversation but what we're trying to do is to support parents in what costs are very very high by reducing them last year by 25% and please God this year by 25% and thereafter generations of anti-social retrobates in the Nordic countries they're not no but to me and this is only my personal choice as a parent right I wouldn't have been happy sending my children my my Johnny at 6 months 12 months 18 months into an institution with two or three hundred other children I preferred the model where I knew the women, they were of our community. The kids had to walk in school bus to school every day. It was of their environment and their own friends. And that's the model that actually, that the state has modelled over the years. I know people talk about the Scandinavian model and that it's idyllic and stuff. I think the reason it's idyllic is because it's free. And if we had support here for the providers in excess of what they're currently getting, the NCS model now works. We know it could do with more money. The, the, the people in the industry obviously definitely could do with being paid more money. And most importantly, the parents who receive the valued service mm-hmm. On behalf of those providers, could do it a break and an extra cut in next week's budget on their childcare costs. Oh eight seven fourteen hundred one zero six is the number. Anybody who has put children through tri- childcare will have a view on what the system uh, should look like. Uh, Regina Doherty, Finnegan Senator, Mick Barry, Social TD. Thank you both very much. Just the hard shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.